Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Pitch hitting, the catcher number two. Also, Karen in row J eating the hot dog. Did you mean to tip 167% yesterday at Lake Cafe restaurant? Just checking. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like over-tipping, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follower. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, thunder. Well, hello everyone, I'm Billy Dees, and uh, this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, and my co-host today is Sugar Shane. How are you doing today, Shane? Doing good. How about yourself, man? I can't complain too much. No one would listen anyway. Just to let everybody know, you can follow us on Twitter. We are Sweet Truth Radio on Twitter. And in that uh, in that Twitter account, you will find the link for our Spreaker podcast. Of course, we are live on Mondays and Thursdays. On Mondays, we're on at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Thursday, we are 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, you can stream the show or download it, do whatever you want to do, 24 hours a day. So... And the, how, the weird time as far as the hours being different is due to my work, so just to let you know. <laughs> it used to be 10 on both nights, but now I never know when I'm going to work night, and there's no way I can get back in time. So, Yeah. Um, the uh, um, new year was uh, pretty good for me. I just uh, took it in stride. Uh, you you said yours was pretty low-key, too. Is, is that correct? I just, I just drank a couple beers and watched the ball drop on Facebook, man. I didn't give a shit about all that. I don't care nothing about being out in it. I don't celebrate it a whole lot anyway as a whole because my grandfather passed away on uh, oh. January the 1st. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it was only 79, and I was only almost four years old, and you think that wouldn't make a bigger difference to me, but the man had a great impact on me even at four years old. So uh, my, my youngest memory of him was about one, literally. Uh-huh. And we were in the back, huh. and it was being up and standing up in his pickup truck. That's the youngest memory I have. That was my grandmother's husband, that I, the grandmother that I talk a lot about. So All I was right. blessed with two great grandparents. So. But uh, well, that's good because there's a lot of people who uh, have never experienced right. that kind of love. Right. So yeah, it's that, that's a yeah, that's a 
fantastic thing. What uh, what I'm going to get into today here, if you are not necessarily a football fan, if you are not necessarily a Browns fan, this podcast is is still going to be relevant to you to some degree because what this really has to do with is a message. Okay. And um, I, I've been involved now with several media figures. I've been involved now with any number of, of pretty large verified accounts on Twitter. And it's amazing to me. I, I just kind of touched on this topic on a whim uh, about a week or two ago. And the level of debate, the level of hostility in regard to what we're going to talk about here today is very, very high. Oh, yeah. Uh, what we are going to talk about here is this uh, so-called Browns Perfect Season Parade 2.0. And what this is about, for those of you who may not know, is the Browns did not win a single game in their last season, 2017. Boy, that's so And bad. that is very rare in the NFL. That is oh. very rare in the NFL. The NFL yeah, is, yeah, the, uh, the NFL by its design is set up in a way that all teams get a chance. Okay, that's why the the teams that are the least successful get the draw, the best draft picks. That is why there's salary caps so that large franchises don't have too much of an advantage over smaller ones or maybe ones that are just getting started. I could go on and on here. And like the old cliche says, on any given Sunday, any team can win. Now... With that being said, like I said, it's it's very rare that you go two seasons having a completely, almost completely dismal season. Right. So as a uh, statement, I guess we'll call it, um, there has been a group that has formed to organize this bronze perfect season parade. Now, the sarcasm is built into it. Okay, and that's kind of what I want to talk about here. The idea that uh, you ran the table, you went 16 games without winning a single game. Now, this is uh, this parade has been organized by uh, a guy by the name of Mike, and you can um, follow him on Twitter. He's at reflog underscore 18, which is actually 18 underscore golfer spelled backwards. Okay. Hmm. And uh, the uh, he, I, I want to be very clear about this. Th- this guy and I actually follow each other on Twitter. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with him doing this. Okay. I don't have a problem with people who don't want to stand for the national anthem. I don't have a problem oh, as far as I don't have a problem with. Uh, burning the the American flag, if that's what you want to do, and and not that these things all have parity, but but my point is is this: a- anytime you choose to do something that is on some level provocative, to make a statement, 
you run the risk of your message being lost. And that is what has happened with this Brown's Perfect Season Parade. Now, from a marketing standpoint, and here again, I, I've, I've had people really come after me. They're, they're just, it's been amazing to me. And the reason why I went through the verified accounts, the reason why I went through the media figures that have challenged me on this, you would presume that these people understand to some degree marketing and advertising and, and, and things that are associated with that. Yeah. And, and, always. and uh, they don't have a clue. Uh, they absolutely, positively do not have a clue. They are as clueless as <laughs> the American people, public, whatever you want to call them, that are fighting about this on social media. Right. You, you, you would presume that the people who are supposedly learned would have a grasp of what I am trying to say when I say that message is important. I had a guy uh, today tell me this isn't about marketing. And, and this is supposedly from a guy who's got umpteen thousand followers. Okay. I know I know the parade is not about marketing. This isn't a marketing parade. It's a mockery parade. Well, <laughs> he, here's, the, here's where I'm going to defend this movement. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to defend it here. Okay. Because... This is a team that has had a very loyal following for a long time. And for the most part, these fans have taken it year after year and still gone to the games. Yeah, if that would have been Atlanta, they would have been empty seats all through that damn state. And that's, that's, no way. That, that is the way to get your message across. Don't go. Don't buy the product if you don't like it. That's all there, that's all there is to it. There's no need for any of this. If, if there is a band, okay, that continuously plays poorly, they're not going to sell tickets anymore. Okay, this thing with the Browns has been an anomaly. Okay, you have had a team that's constantly at the bottom of the barrel, and they're not even competitive lately. Okay, at the absolute bottom of the barrel. And the fans still go. And I I get the idea of making some sort of a protest or a statement saying, hey, listen, you know, this needs to change. You know, we're supporting this team and you're continually giving us a bad product. Okay, I I get that. Now, to me, I would cut right to the chase and just say, don't don't buy the tickets anymore until they start putting a winning team on on, on the on the thing, because here's why. Like I said, when you choose to do something that is provocative like this, okay, um, a lot of the loyal Browns people don't like it. They say it's a a smack in the face to the players, um, that it's going to just add to the image of buffoonery of Cleveland. And I could go on and on about this. Now, you either agree with these points or not, but uh, here's the bottom line. It doesn't matter whether you agree with them or not. The very fact that we are debating this, the very fact that there is an argument to be made here tells me that it's it's been poorly marketed. Right. Now, here's – I I don't want to get into a big discussion about marketing. I'm not an expert, but I'm around it enough. I help facilitate it with – 
you know, you know helping with that. Yeah, with doing advertising and creating digital media and all that, which is my day job. W- with doing all that, I'm around marketing professionals enough to know that there is a difference between it. sales and marketing often gets lumped together in the same term. People will say sales and marketing, sales and marketing. And they're, they're two different things. And advertising is a component of, of marketing, but it is it is not marketing. Okay. Right. Now let's let, let's go back to let's go back to um, what I said about the the fans having a legitimate beef. Okay. And anytime you're marketing something, it doesn't matter whether it's a product or whether it's a message or whether it is a social movement, whatever the case happens to be that we, that you're talking about the, these principles are, are always the same i don't care how noble your cause is i don't care if you have the best mousetrap in the world okay it doesn't matter how right you are about whatever it is that you want to get out there the fact of the matter is in the court of public opinion you have no rights no and you have to work within a framework you have to work with a given set of tools that is going to get your message out. All right. Now, let's say we have this regional area where there's a lot of unhappy people about the Browns team. Okay. That is your fertile crescent. All right. You have the possibility of using that to get a message out, just like with, with a product. If you have a marketplace that's in need of a certain service or in need of a certain product, you, you can cultivate that to your advantage. So with that being said, okay, if I was going to initiate something like this, I have this fertile marketplace here. Okay, So I need to design a way to get a message to those people a way to organize something, okay? And that's where market research comes in. That's where you have to study this and say, how do I reach these people? How do I tap into their need to make a statement about their unhappiness to the Browns, okay? And one of the things that you want to do is you want a concept that's clear, okay? A concept that is instantly understandable, Okay, it requires no explanation. It doesn't require editorializing. It doesn't require an endless amount of radio talk shows and podcasts and TV segments. Okay, it's very clear. Just do it as a perfect example. That requires no explanation. It stands by itself as a positive brand statement. Okay, it is a motivational thing that makes you feel good about yourself and makes you feel good about the product that that statement is associated with. That is it doesn't require an explanation. Okay, this this Browns perfect season 2.0 requires a lot of bloviating. Okay, because you have this the word perfect implies excellence. Okay, a parade implies something festive. Okay, so you have to explain right from the very beginning that it's sarcastic. And then you have to get through all the political correctness that we have these days. So many people are so and it doesn't matter whether the political correctness is right or wrong. Okay, it it is what it is. You've got to deal with it. All right. 
you, we have a, a, a society and a marketplace that is in a perpetual state of outrage. All right. So coming up with this perfect season parade, there's a lot of room for people to misunderstand what this is all about. You know, the, the idea that there's uh, that there's something funny about uh, a franchise not winning a single game. Yeah, there's a funny side to it. But what if you're a player? What, what if you're what if you're somebody who's very loyal to this team? What, what if you're somebody that's worried about the image of Cleveland? Okay, and here again, these concerns may or may not be valid to you, but there's enough people out there, if you do your market research on this, to know that this is not a good marketing concept. This is not a way to sell a message to a group of people. All right. And I, like I said, I, I, I don't know that if there's people, I don't know if I'm speaking a foreign language or what, but when I talk about this, people just don't get it. They, they, they launch into this thing about. Oh, we got to send a message to the owner. We gotta, okay, and, and they, they don't get it why people are upset. Okay, be, because of the fact that, that the message is awkward. The, the message is, 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 is not self-evident. The message is not self-evident when you hear it. Now, I could get down a whole bunch of stuff here. That I, I, I don't like about this in terms of marketing, but there's a couple of good things about this. Number one, like I said, you do have a, a, a group of people that legitimately wants to voice their opinion about the Cleveland Browns. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. Okay, good idea. You also have this uh, charitable uh, aspect to this. Uh, last year, they raised a lot of money toward this parade. The Browns ended up winning a game, which means the season wasn't quote-unquote perfect anymore. And they gave that uh, money to the Cleveland Food Bank. Now, this year, obviously, the parade is going forward, so they have to fund it. But they are going to um, uh, get the, uh, cans of food, I guess, and, and, and do other things in the process of organizing. Okay, that, the charitable side of this, I'm on board with, too. Right. But just because just because you have a, a charitable aspect to what you're doing does not mean your message is any more clear. No, we, I mean, we, hell, you could have Nazis going out and killing folks and saying we're going to give hamburgers away while you're doing it. Yeah, that's a valid point. That is an absolutely valid point. So you have a couple of things here where you have, a, you have the thing named in a way that requires explanation, uh, which, which is not good. But you do have the aspect of people wanting to vent, and you do have the charitable attributes. So, so what could you do to make this a more positive thing? Okay, well, let's tap into – let's do some marketing research here. Okay, let's tap into the typical NFL fan. Let's do some demographics on this. Okay, most of the time they're family people. Now, this is something that um, – you know, fathers watch with their sons and so on, and, and it's not just about a male thing. I don't want to get, go down that road, but w- women are very much involved in, in, in being uh, NFL fans. It's, it's a family activity a lot of times to go to the games. It's something that you go along with your friends and neighbors to the games. If not, you're going to a place and, and you're hanging out with friends and you're having chicken wings and you're watching it on the big screen TV. There's a lot of community in the NFL. Oh, okay. Tailgate parties. Yeah. And and Cleveland is known for having really good people in terms of uh, wanting to do charity work. 
Okay. What else is going on in Cleveland? Well, you got some things going on with the police. You have some things going on with the community there. And, you know, you have some miscommunication there. You know what? Good idea to do something that brings all those people together. All right. And you're in a community that worships. And I, I use the term worships in, in, in quotation marks. I, I, I do believe professional athletes get way too much adulation. But with that being said, it is what it is. And, you know, the legends like Jim Brown, Bernie Kosar, and, and all, all those people um, very much revered, very much revered in the Cleveland community. Okay. Bernie Kosar has done a lot for the community. There's a lot of uh, people who have Joe Thomas, great guy. You know, th- these are people that are well liked in the community. So let's do something that shines a positive light on them. Okay. Now, it, when you do this kind of market research, and I really, really didn't do research, but I, I, I gave some examples of things that could be explored in organizing something that would would instantly recognize, be recognizable as a positive thing, yet at the same time get a message to the owners in the NFL. Okay. It would be really good if you could call this something like a, a fan statement or some people use the word protest. I'm not sure if protest would be a good word. Some people have suggested that. That's better than, than perfect season parade. But right. I, I would choose something more more positive. Something like, you know, the Browns fans statement or Browns fans mission of, of, of Cleveland or something like that, where it, it's very clear that the fans are going to get together and make a positive statement about their community and how they deserve uh, better leadership from an administrative level from one of the most storied and legendary franchises in the NFL. All right. Now, what you could do is you could take the charitable aspects of this and and really do some things, not only for the Cleveland Food Bank, but I would suggest almost all of this money going to some good in the community, whether it's the Cleveland Food Bank or maybe you know something with, with education or, or some other charity in Cleveland that requires our attention. I would do something that incorporates uh, family, having a family-friendly event. Okay, and, and this thing here on, on that's coming up with this perfect parade, quite frankly, there's a lot of people that are nervous there's going to be trouble there. Okay. And, and, you know, here again, you could do something very family friendly, whether it be contests, games, giveaways, whatever. Have, you know, something you, you, you would feel good about bringing your, your, your children to. Okay. I wouldn't fight the damn cold go down there, to be honest with you. And that's another thing, too. I'm not sure. Shit. It, um, and, but anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, community outreach, which I spoke of, you know, this could be something where, you know, we, we, we were going to have some police there and, um, you know, this is a time to say hello to the police while you're down there. Okay. This is a time to meet and greet some, uh, some of the key figures, invite some of the, 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 um, police representatives to come down, make sure they have some pizza and, and something to eat and, you know, and, and, and really do that upright. All right. And what this could be is, is, is the message could be, look at us, America. L- look at us, NFL. We are a great place. The, the Cleveland is a fantastic place. We have all these wonderful people here that love their hometown, and they love their sports, and they love their team. Okay? And listen up, Browns owners. Listen up, Browns office people. We deserve 
a great team. We're all here to support you. Let's do your job. Okay. We want a good team. Okay. To me, that would be much more embarrassing for the owners and, and, and the managing uh, uh, part of this to have such a positive statement about their community and how they deserve a better team than doing something like a perfect season parade, which, which so, can so easily be misconstrued. And that's not just my opinion. Just, just follow this on Twitter. Hashtag it Browns Parade and read through some of those comments. Okay. There are people at war over this concept. Okay. And, and, uh, it it could have been so much better. The, the initial concept was valid. Like I said, you know, being upset with, with the Browns losing season, it, 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 the initial concept was valid and you had a fertile marketplace. You had a lot of people who wanted to vent that frustration. All you had to do was put a positive message together. And, and some will argue, well, this is a positive message. Yeah, that is, but it's not evident by the way you're calling it. Okay, well, a lot of people just, you know, this, the idea that, you, that you're celebrating a perfect season, meaning excellence in, 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 in a celebratory manner, having a parade for excellence for something that is, is complete and total failure, is just off the mark enough that people interpret it as a slap in the face to the players. It's a slap in the face to the veteran players who have literally bled on that field over the years. It's a slap in the face to so many fans who, um, you know, put their Sunday afternoons in with their children and their family to go to these games and 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 make these these games a part of their Sunday activities with their family. And a lot of people feel it's a slap in the face to the up and coming image of Cleveland, where you know you have the restaurants now that are becoming you know known all over the country. Oh yeah, I want you have all burgers. You have the economy that's on the rise there. You have, you know, you have the sports with the Indians, which seem to always be doing at least pretty good. Uh, and obviously the Cavs are with with uh, LeBron and all this uh, very good uh, uh, national uh, sports image. You have uh, what happened with the uh, Republican convention, which politics aside was handled very well. The security there was man- managed magnificently. Um, and all the um, uh, facelift that uh, Cleveland got for that uh, uh, um, Republican convention. There was you know, so much work done with the downtown area. So you have this, all this positive stuff going on. And, and what you're going to have now is you're going to have people in, in Phoenix, Arizona, hearing about this Browns Perfect Parade and saying, what the hell is that? What in the hell is that? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what they're going to be thinking. Or in Scranton, you know, in places like that, they're, they're going to hear this Browns perfect parade. I, 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 I was under the impression that they didn't win a single game. What are those right. fans doing there? Okay, and and here again, my original point. Well, they're going to. Somebody's going to have to explain it to them. Yeah. If you have to explain it, your message has failed. Yeah. If you have to defend your position, your message has failed. I don't care what reason you're not standing for the national anthem. If, if if people don't understand it and you have to explain why you're doing it, your message has failed. If you're burning the American flag, and I don't care how noble the cause is, people get upset and you have to say, wait, 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 you don't understand. Let me explain it. Your message has failed. It should be instantly recognizable. This is why we're doing this. It, it shouldn't require 
editorializing. It shouldn't require bloviating. It shouldn't require all these people going to war over uh, on, on social media about what this means for the, for the area. If that is happening, your message is getting lost. Now, I'll wrap this up by saying, and then I'll let you speak about it. Um, I'll, I'll wrap this up by saying, here's the deal. Just like my example with the American flag, it's legal. All right. Uh, the Supreme Court has ruled on this. That is an expression of free speech. So you can get upset if you want to. And people might do it and, and their message might get lost, but it is legal. And this perfect season parade, and here again, I'm not equating it. It's not as inflammatory as bringing the flag. But my point is, whether you're for or against this parade, from what I understand, all the proper paperwork has been filed. Um, all the legalities have been covered. This is something that is going to happen. And if you don't like it, don't go. Okay, there. I, I would sincerely hope that there is no trouble at this parade. Yeah. Okay, because that would make the the image of the city and the image of the team even worse. We would look like a bunch of stupid hillbillies from Ohio. And um, I, I, I really hope that that doesn't happen. You know, Ohio itself, a lot of people don't know this. Ohio is one of the largest economies in the United States. Now, obviously, we're, we're down the list from California, Florida, New York, and several others, Pennsylvania, probably Michigan and Texas. But we're one of the largest um, um, economies in the United States. Our state has agriculture, which is what we're known for, but there's also technology here. There's also fuel here. There's, uh, you know, we have a really good educational system. We have a fantastic set of hospital here in Ohio. There's a lot happening. We're very diverse economically. We're very diverse socially. And uh, people need to start recognizing Ohio for that. That's one of the reasons why we're so important in every election. And Cleveland now is is getting on our coattails. Like I said, they're starting to become more than the mistake on the lake. Okay, they're starting to be recognized for some really mistake great things. Like. <laughs> the last thing that they need is a riot in the streets over this damn perfect season parade, and worse, somebody getting hurt. Yeah, that that's the that would be the ultimate tragedy. Okay, and uh, I do not want that to happen. This should that should not happen. This is football. It's nothing but football. And if you don't like this parade, just stay home. These people have met the legalities of this parade, and I would not attempt to stand in the way of it, even though I feel it, it, it was poorly packaged from a marketing standpoint. Um, it should go forward. And they met the legal requirements, and it should go forward, and I hope it happens in peace, and I hope it's successful. I hope the um, – now that it's going to happen and it seems like there's no stopping it, I hope that uh, it, it happens successfully. The message does not get lost, and people around the country recognize it as, as, as a positive statement for their team. I, I hope that it happens, Okay. Um, and I, like I said, most importantly, I hope that it happens with everybody being safe. Yeah. But anyway, that's my spiel on this perfect season parade. And, and you know what? I, I, I don't doubt that there, are, there, 
some of my critics have heard me just go, go through this whole thing, and, and they're still going to say, well, you know, it's really not about marketing. It's about a bad football team. They, they just don't get it. I, oh, I'm no. very frustrated with this. And, and, and it's not just goofball accounts that, that have, have come after me on this. It, it is people with thousands of followers, verified accounts. They just don't get it. They don't get that the message is poorly packaged. That's what I have an issue with. Um, but anyway, uh, what's your opinion on this perfect season parade? Well, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. To me, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it could have been marketed differently as far as to make it look more like a protest than a parade. But, um, for me personally, I think it's dumb as hell. Um, I think it's, uh, complete and utter, uh, mockery to the team, mockery to the coaches. Uh, I'm with you. Don't fill the seats, and you'll, you know, they'll make them liable to listen more because they're losing money. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, you got a general manager, you got an owner of the company that don't know shit. You got a general manager that don't know shit. Scouts that can't, clearly don't know shit. And I'm not going to blame the coach, and I'm not going to blame all the players. The players, a lot of them are relatively young. Oh, yeah, sure. So I'm not going to sit here and blame the players. The reason why this is in the shape it's in is from the top, not from the bottom. They get that top-heavy situation straightened out. You'll see the rest of it. Rest of it trickle down to the team, and you'll get the results you need. Yeah. But uh, I do hope if you are going to go out there, I wouldn't go out there because it's too fucking cold. Plain and simple. <laughs> I hope this dumbass coach goes and jumps in the fucking lake like he says he's going to do. Because I want to catch that shit on TV. Yeah, he's not going to do it anytime soon. It's fuck frozen. no. He, oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Well, he ain't yeah. going to do it anyway. But, if it, <laughs> but hell, even if he did, you'd have to have a damn ambulance on standby for fucking hypothermic. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. I, I've, known some, I've known people that have gone into water in this t- kind of weather. Now, they don't stay in it for very long. Shit, uh, no. But it's not something that I would do. Fuck. No, ain't no way. You'd have to pay. Man, I'm not going to say no way, but it'd take a good chunk of money. It wouldn't be like, hey, give me, I'll give you 20 bucks if you jump in that water. I'll tell them to keep that 20 bucks. Yeah. But, well, it's uh, frozen now. Like I said, uh, it's it's been cold. It wouldn't be so bad if it just got this cold yesterday, but it's been cold long enough that the lake is frozen. So, uh, it's, uh, by the shore anyway. So, um I don't know if it's completely frozen at this time. It, 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 Lake Erie hasn't completely frozen over in a long time. Yeah. But, uh, Niagara yeah. Falls is freezing. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've noticed sections. that. It's very pretty. Yeah, it's if, freezing uh, in sections. Yeah, it looks yeah. nice. You're right. It's very pretty. It looks like Oh, yeah, because of the, the the mist and everything crystallizes on the sides. I mean, you have the all the rocks and everything that have this real white sheer to them. And uh, from what I understand, now I've been there when they've lit up the falls, mm. but I haven't been there during the winter. From what I understand, when you light that sucker up, when it's largely frozen, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, they, um, I went last. Uh, what well, it was earlier this year, but it wasn't. In the, it was in the summer, and it was really nice. It was well. We went for Christina's birthday in July, so that's what it was. Right. right. But um, yeah, I hadn't been in the right. winter. Yeah. But I hope everybody's safe. If you are going to be crazy enough to go out there and fight that fucking cold just to stand out there and say, hey, y'all went 0-16 and we think you suck, then uh, go ahead. But my ass is going to be inside tomorrow. I ain't sticking my head out for shit. I, I've considered um, 
I, I don't believe that I'm going to do it, but I have considered going to it with a, you know, because I, I I vlog once in a while, right? And I figured it might be a good topic to cover, maybe on on, on a website or something like that, and actually have some. We'll some, even uh, talk about it Monday. Video. Yeah, uh, we could even talk about it Monday or whatever. It'd be kind of cool, but I'm not going out. I just ain't fighting this cold, man. I hate this shit. I don't know I that just... I'm going to talk about it Monday because I've talked about it enough, um, right. and. Uh, haven't done a Monday in a while. Uh, the only way I'll talk about it probably Monday is if we ended up, if something violent ends up happening, God forbid there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or something, yeah. Or, or very yeah. positive, who knows. But I, right. I, I uh, um, uh, the only reason I'm, I'm, I addressed it at length today was I got so much attention on Twitter. Yeah. And, and uh, I, 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 I wanted to articulate, articulate it as best I could in regard to it isn't so much the message but how it's being delivered. Right. And I understand there's a lot of frustrated fans out there. I understand all that um, to a point. You, you have to recognize this as an entertainment entity. You know, this is not life or death. You know, this isn't, uh, you know, disease research. You know, this is football. And uh, I understand people being frustrated, but they should be a lot more frustrated with other things that are going on in Cleveland. Right. You know, whether it be with the educational system or other things that are happening up there. Um, if people had as much interest in, in their children's education and what their children are doing online and uh, on Saturday night when they're out to all hours of the morning, if they had as much interest in all that as they do the Cleveland Browns, we might be a lot better off. <laughs> but to a certain point, to yeah, a certain I agree. point, I agree. And this is a... You know, and and uh, here's where here again I empathize with the fans because getting back to publicity and things like that, a professional football team is a, is a great catalyst to do really good public relations for your city, and a championship team can can be used in in so many marketing ways and so many advertising ways to bring positive light to your city. You know, this is something that Cleveland could really use. So from that aspect, um, you know, it's an important thing to have uh, to a degree for the economy. You know, there's a lot of people who on Sunday afternoons, you know, have businesses downtown and they relied on all that foot traffic. You know, for people you know, after the game, you know, going to get a, something to eat and all that. That's something that's very important for the city. So yeah. I, I, there's a there's a legitimate importance here to having. A, a, a good football team, at least once in a while, maybe not every year, but at least once in a while. Okay. And, and when you're getting to the point where the team can't even win one single game, it's very frustrating for, you know, for, for the, for the area in general, whether it be the economy or, or the image of the place or tourism or what have you. And, um, so from that aspect, I understand that it's important, but it's only important to to a to a degree. It's not worth getting upset over. It is not worth all this anger that I've that I've run across. It's not worth all this hatred that I've run across. It's not worth all this name calling that I've run across. So, uh, with that being said, let's hope for the best on Saturday, and uh, that's it. So. Right. I'll, I'll touch on one more subject before we, before we go, uh, just real quick. Um, Steve Bannon. Apparently oh, yeah. He has a book coming out that's uh, very critical of President Trump. Yeah. 
uh, very critical of his of President Trump's son. And I, I don't know the uh, I, I don't want to get into the book or, or the author yet because a lot of this information is still coming out. The author has a major interview scheduled tomorrow, and we're in production today, January fourth. So maybe that's something that we can touch on on Monday when when I have a little bit more information here. But um, right, what I don't like about this is I don't like people who. Here again, put your politics aside. I'm not a Trump supporter necessarily. I've said many times I didn't like – no matter what the outcome of that election was, I was not going to be happy. But speaking objectively here, whether it be a politician, a famous politician, a powerful politician, or whether it be a very powerful um, uh, business person, or whether it be a very powerful whatever, somebody who's really famous, okay – when you have an inner circle and you are part of that inner circle and when you turn around and, and, and you go, you move on and you turn around and write a book or you go on this uh, interview tour and you start exploiting that relationship in any way, shape or form, whether it's talking uh, trash about what you what you know or inside secrets and all that I, I i that just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth and i'm not yeah. i'm not a i'm not a trump fan or a bannon fan no it's eat, not eat, yeah yeah matter I, of fact I, I probably like trump better than bannon to be honest with you but yeah and, and, a, oh absolutely and and uh the, i i i know a lot of people on the left are really cheering mr bannon on now all of a sudden but the fact of the matter is i just don't like that 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 betrayal of being in that inner circle and taking that information and selling it. No. Well, you know, whether it's about the, the affairs that they've had or something about their personal life or something they did in their business, that just leaves a r- real bad taste in my mouth. So I'm, I'm not really that sure that I'm not intrigued with whatever Mr. Bannon has to say. I, I just, uh, because for me, just the fact that he's talking about it is a betrayal of a very close personal relationship. Yeah. And uh, I'm just not into that. Yeah, I'm not into backstabbing. I mean, you can just leave and be, you know, and leave and be done with it. You ain't gotta, yeah, you know, drag everybody in the mud, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, I do want to make mention of something real quick before we get off of here. <clears throat> um, as y'all know, and I probably will use the podcast to plug it because that's what I'm trying to get is a bunch of listens. January the 23rd. Now it's supposed to be officially. Hopefully, I won't have to change it. The start date for my very the very first show with me and a couple of guys are going to be doing on sklradio.com. Uh, be Tuesday night, seven to ten. Um, I wanted to ask you, and if you're able, and if you can't, that's fine. But if you could make the inaugural show January twenty third, oh. I'd appreciate it. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll I'll check that out, but I shouldn't have a problem arranging. Yeah, that. I told you, I would love to do it. Sure, absolutely. Right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Like I knew you said about once a month, but I didn't know if you'd be able to make the very first one because I know be able to do a few more. Sure. Okay. That would be you know, that I would get. Yeah, the minimum I would do is as long as you still want me. The the, the minimum I would get do is uh, once a month. I might be able to do more. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah like I told you, the door is always well uh, open. You're more than welcome to come in there anytime you want to. So uh, hell, I don't even care. You ain't even got to call or text me, man. You can be in the neighborhood at eight o'clock and just drop by. I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> but <laughs> but well, I need uh, to talk to Earl anyway because. Uh, uh, he and I briefly spoke about me doing some stuff anyhow, some peripheral stuff around the station. So, yeah, that's something I'm going to be involved in. Absolutely. Okay, good, good. Uh, 
But me and Matt and Tim are hopefully going to be getting together Tuesday night because we're both off in the evening and uh, get together and start running around a few ideas to have like a regular segments for the show and uh, whatnot. So uh, try to get something going there and uh, just try to get some on the same page of what my idea and my vision of a show is, where I'm heading with it, that type of thing. Because it's not, it's not going to be the same type of show I'm doing here. For those of you that are listening, I like this show and I work well with Billy on this, but this is going to be a totally out of the ballpark type show. So <laughs> it's going to be totally oh different. It's going to be totally different. I think it'll be good. You, you'll enjoy it. That I can right. assure you. Absolutely. It's, going to, it's going to be a lot of creativity put into it, a lot of whatnot, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff I'm going to do into it, go into it, but uh, we'll see where it goes. Now that, All right. I, now that I got free reign and told I can do just pretty much about any damn thing I want to, I'm going to do just about that. So, mm. but uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to you working with us as often as possible. Like I said, as much as you want to, I understand. And you know, if you can't do it every week, because it is a damn long drive from Canton to here for three hours, you know, to do a show and have to leave out late at night, especially some nights, you never can tell. Right, right. But uh, well, that being said, I ain't got nothing. You got anything? I'm good, man. Peace. Uh, yeah, please. Don't go shoot and kill nobody tomorrow. Let's don't tear up people's stores and shit. They yeah. work hard for that. It's Saturday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a, it ain't, it's a Jewish Sabbath, so celebrate it. Rest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> with that being said, though, we will be back Monday night at 10 o'clock for the first time in a few weeks. So uh, y'all have a good weekend. Peace out. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only.